Well, on Monday, Premier David Eby sworn three days earlier called the Housing Supply Act incredibly important. Now, critics say it's useful, yes, but it seems to promise far less than the massive housing boom he said was needed earlier uh, this year. There are two major pieces of legislation. One uh, piece of legislation that uh, wanted to stop strata councils from adopting restrictions against renting condos or banning children uh, from their strata. The second piece of legislation uh, is to work with, the province would work with uh, upwards of 10 of BC cities to decide on home building targets. Now data cited by Mr. Eby's government show that most cities aren't planning to build enough. Cities' forecasts of housing needs are notorious for being too conservative. Under the new bill, the province, the provincial government can make the final decision if it doesn't like what the cities offer. Mr. Eby promised a cooperative approach on Monday, but some would argue that uh, more stick may be needed than carrot. Uh, I wanted to talk to our next guest because he has been around the housing and real estate market here in Vancouver and British Columbia. He knows it well. Michael Geller is president of the Geller Group. He's an architect, he's a planner and a real estate consultant. Good afternoon, Michael. Jazz, good afternoon. I'm still trying to uh, understand all of this. I would love to get your thoughts. Your thoughts on this legislation so far uh, that Premier Eby and his government have has introduced. What do you think of it? Well, I like one of the pieces very much, and that's the uh, incentives or the encouragement that he's proposing to give to municipalities to achieve certain targets. I think that actually is going to be very beneficial and will result in significant increases in supply, both for market and especially non-market projects. And I'm actually at that non-market, non-profit housing conference that David Eby was speaking to today. But I do have reservations, like many others, about the proposal to uh, restrict rentals in strata development. What are your concerns? My main concern is that strata title is a form of ownership. It was not intended to create a stock of rental housing. And one point, I've developed condominiums, I've lived in condominiums, and I've invested in condominiums. And one point that I heard, haven't heard discussed is the fact that often investors have different attitudes towards the long-term maintenance of a strata title unit compared to owner-occupiers. There's been a lot of talk about whether renters should be treated as second-class citizens, and I think I've said to you in the past, sometimes the only difference between a renter and an owner in a building is whether or not their parents have given them $300,000 for a down payment. They're the same people, and indeed, I think most renters are very responsible. But what I do have some concerns about is those investors They don't have the same interest in repairing the roof or in painting the outside of the building if it isn't going to get them an extra 50 cents a month in rent. And that is a concern that I haven't heard anyone discuss. One other thing is David is very eloquent when he talks about how wrong it is that there's all these units sitting empty or the owners are not allowed to rent them. It's not entirely true. I think a significant percentage of those 3,000 homes that he refers to mm-hmm. are actually second homes for people. They're occupied less than six months a year, but they're using that rental prohibition as their justification for not paying their provincial uh, speculation tax. 
So uh, in regards to uh, Mr. Eby's other, um, I guess, platform items during the NDP leadership race, he talked about uh, making secondary suites legal throughout British Columbia. He had talked about in Metro Vancouver potentially allowing for the building of three units on a single family lot. Uh, he had talked about even a flipping tax. I asked him that question about an hour ago when he was on this show. He says he's still looking at that. They are studying it. This is just the early days of the, their housing plan. There is going to be a new housing minister and they will be looking at other uh, policy initiatives that they wish that they want to introduce as well. Do you see more coming in your mind? Because this, at, at its core, I mean, you've expressed your concerns here very well, but in the grand scheme of things, in regards to this challenge of housing, it seems quite timid. In its early days, I understand that, but very timid at the end of the day. Okay, so I absolutely do see more initiatives coming along the lines we just discussed, especially the legalization of secondary suites, basement suites, laneway houses. I think that is definitely going to come. But I can understand why, you know, one has to move a little bit slower on that one, because effectively, you're going to be changing the zoning bylaws in every municipality in British Columbia, with the exception of the city of Vancouver, or one or two other municipalities that currently do allow up to three homes on on one lot. But I think that's an excellent initiative. And I look forward to seeing Thing that happened. In terms of some of the other uh, initiatives, I again, you're cha- you're changing zoning bylaws. Some of it have been around for 20, 30, 40 years, and it does have to be done carefully to avoid unintended consequences. So I, I don't think he. I've heard the word timid. I don't think he's being timid at all. Indeed, and I am a fan of David Eby. I must confess. So. But I don't think he's being timid, but I think on some of these things, he's getting advice that you have to be careful when you do a blanket change to all the single-family zoning bylaws in the province. Let's get back to the strata issue for a moment. Uh, so what would, what would what's the answer to this, then? If, if the government is heading in this one direction, how would you fix this? Because we talked about this issue, issue yesterday, and we opened the lines, and the amount of calls we got from owners... Uh, or specifically people who live in buildings where they don't have renters, and they bought those buildings specifically for that reason. At the same time, you had many tenants offended by some of the comments being made that uh, they don't want to, A, live in a building with tenants, B, um, it's difficult to get a bad tenant out, all those types of things. It it was a bit of, I wouldn't say class warfare, but there was um, a lot of people offended by either side. And I was quite uh, amazed at sort of, at times, almost a vitriolic uh, conversation. How would you fix this issue if you say that we should allow certain buildings to be, um, uh, that that, that we shouldn't have uh, rentals in certain buildings? So one thing that hasn't been made clear to everybody is that currently virtually all the new condominiums that are being built all those big glassy towers you see in Burnaby and Coquitlam and mm-hmm. Vancouver, currently you cannot restrict rentals in all of those new buildings. Uh, the municipalities are currently telling you, as a developer, you, have to, you cannot prohibit rentals. So what we're now talking about are the older condominiums that have been built and where many people did buy because they liked the idea of living in a building with predominantly owner-occupiers. I understand there's about 300,000 of those units, and according to Mr. E.B., approximately 3,000 of those are using 
uh, are, are claiming that they shouldn't have to pay the vacancy tax because they're not allowed to rent them. And again, he's assuming that that means those units are vacant. And I would really urge him before he passes this legislation to find out how many of those units really are vacant versus how many of them are simply second homes. Because if they're second homes, they won't come onto the rental market. People will simply sell those units and start renting. Mm -hmm. And it'll actually have a contrary objective. I personally would buy a second home in Victoria, but because of the tax, I don't. But I will probably rent one. And that's the reality that a lot of people... No, I appreciate jazz. A lot of people listening to us right now have no sympathy for those who can afford a second home with so many can't afford their first home. I appreciate that. But the reality is there are a lot more second homeowners in this province than, than the data seems to reveal. Yeah, I recall when I was MLA, I had got a call from a, a Calgary resident who, who had um, bought a place uh, in Victoria, and their daughter, uh, while attending university, stayed there. But they would take, you know, the summer off or four weeks off, five weeks off, uh, and spend their time at that condo. Would stay empty most of the time. But the goal was to eventually retire and then move into that condo. Of course, they ended up selling it because of the speculation tax. So there's a lot of that as well. And you are correct, by the way, on the comments that you made. The new bill applies to condos built before 2010, which is when uh, the rules changed uh, to prevented newer buildings from uh, restricting the number of rental units. So you're Absolutely yeah. correct. Um, moving forward, if, if those other things that we talked about, the secondary suites, the potential three units on a single family lot, there's a huge amount of zoning challenges there, infrastructure challenges in regards to just uh, servicing and all that sort of thing. Are we inevitably going to be heading in that direction? Or do you think that's politically pal- palatable uh, in, in, in traditional community? Forget about Vancouver for a moment, but places like West Vancouver, places like uh, Coquitlam or, or Langley. Well, West Vancouver has already legalized secondary suites. I understand the mayor is going to be on with you later this afternoon. Uh, Attitudes are changing quite dramatically in West Vancouver since I first started building there 14 years ago. And it was difficult to get coach houses or duplexes approved. Now the developments that the community opposed are being held up as examples of what they'd like to see more of. So, I think one can be optimistic. The other thing, Jazz, it's not just happening in Metro Vancouver. This conversation is taking place around North America right now, where municipalities are saying perhaps it's time to rethink single-family zoned areas. Not everywhere, but Mm -hmm. certainly up and down the West Coast, uh, the, the, the same conversation that's happening here is taking place in those municipalities, those cities. Yeah, there was a podcast just recently from the New York Times talking about just that, and we've been talking about that on this show since the day we started this show, and I think it's going to be an ongoing conversation. Michael, I really appreciate your time today. Always enjoy our conversation. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you for inviting me. It's my pleasure.